0: Hi, you're listening to Becoming Whole Podcast with Claire Bradshaw, where I explore with my guests what it means to lean into living a life of wholeness and connectedness, a life where all parts of ourselves, our body, mind and spirit come into alignment, where we're truly living into our own personal values. So if you're a seeker, a feeler or someone wanting more from your precious life, then tune in every fortnight and let's get inspired together. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Becoming Whole podcast with Claire. Uh, Today I speak with Josha, a New Zealand-born visual artist, creative, storyteller and also sailor. She has an incredible story to share that's involved following her intuition at a pretty young age and that by doing so has really taken her on incredible adventures across the world. After having sailed over 40,000 nautical miles across multiple oceans, she now has her land legs and travels around Australia creating art and videos along the way, with the intention to cultivate creativity and also connection. Joshua has followed what lights her up and brings her joy in life, and then she shares this with others via her artwork and her videos. She is one incredibly brave and courageous lady with an approach to life that many spiritual teachers talk about. She truly is following her bliss and it seems to be working out pretty well for her. Let's get to the interview. And just a little note on the side, I was recording this interview um, as I sat in the car um, and I recorded it via Zoom. So um, the internet connection is a little bit hazy and there's a little bit of feedback on this um interview but i wanted to share this with you um and um i think that you will get a lot out of the discussion the sharing of stories and and the interpretation of that hey yosha great to have you on the show hi yeah thanks for having me it's great to be here great so I know that you've had an incredible sort of like six seven eight years and um, traveling and um, being on the road so just want to find out where did this love for travel and freedom begin
1: um, that's a good question um, I think it's always sort of been something that's sat inside of me I guess there hasn't really been a pivotal moment where it sort of popped up but... When it sort of came into action, I guess was when I was able to fulfil the desire to um, travel was when I was seventeen. Um, I had finished high school, and yeah, I started travelling, and I haven't really stopped since.
0: <laughs> amazing, amazing, and um, and so you finished school at seventeen, and then sort of what was the next step that you took? Um,
1: so. Yeah, all of my all of my friends were enrolling in university. You know, that's sort of the the thing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I I was very much about to walk down that path, but um, nothing in particular was really standing out to me in terms of what I wanted to study. Nothing was really sitting right with. Nothing really felt right. Um, I had a few options and things that I was interested in, but most of all I just I felt so much pressure from my peers, from my teachers, from society to um, to go and study essentially but um, yeah as I said nothing was really sitting right so um, my aunt and uncle who are from Holland uh, most of my extended family is from Holland they live on their sailboat and they've been sailing around the world for the past like 10, 15 years, and I've been traveling very slowly, they were in New Zealand at the time that I'd finished school, and I just had this desire to go and travel and experience the world, and I remember sitting around the fire with my dad one night, and you know, I was kind of expressing to him that I wasn't sure what direction I wanted to, to go in, and that you know, I felt all this pressure to go and study, but I didn't necessarily want, want to go do that. And then he actually came up with the idea to go sailing with my auntie and uncle. And I remember as soon as he said that, yeah, I was like, I'd, I haven't, I'd never sailed in my life. Right. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. And he was like, why didn't you, why didn't you ask if you can go with them? Cause they were just about to sail to Fiji and go on this, go on this trip around the Pacific. And I was like, that's a mighty fine
0: idea, Dad. <laughs> so next time That's they come amazing. Up, That's amazing that yeah. your dad was the one who was like not only did he come up with the idea, but he was also like, Yeah, go do it, you know. <laughs> amazing. Yeah, totally.
1: No, my parents have been always really supportive in whatever mm. whatever I've wanted to do, which has been a real blessing. But um Yeah, yeah. so next time my auntie and uncle came round, I pitched the idea to them and I said, you know, I'll happy to contribute for my share of fuel and food and whatever is required. And would you be happy, you know, teaching me the ropes? And they said yes. And then two months later I left with them and kind of, yeah, that was kind of my introduction to sailing.
0: It was never really
1: something that I, um, yeah, wanted to get into as a child Mm -hmm. or anything, but I just, I just sort of fell into it and then it's been probably one of the most beautiful experiences of my life because that sort of led me down this whole path to where I am now, essentially.
0: Yeah, Yeah. totally. (laughs) And what I love about that was it wasn't like a pre-planned thing. It wasn't like you sat there with a pen and paper. What am I going to do? What's my step one? What's my step two? What's my step three? You know, it was just organically kind of came about. Totally. And no expectation again, you know, like Mm. just kind of choosing to do something because it felt good
1: yeah for sure that that was what it was like dad mentioned it and Mm. as soon as he mentioned it i just felt kind of through my whole body i was like that feels like the right thing to do it was like don't get me wrong it was super scary i was like you know it was i was very afraid but it just felt like that that sounds like me. That sounds like something I would want to do. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, so good. And so then you you traveled with your um, your aunt and uncle for how long? Um, I was with them for about two months. Mm-hmm. So I
1: started with them up to Fiji. And then initially I had had a, um, a ticket booked out of Fiji and I was going to fly to... I think it was Brisbane or Sydney or somewhere along the east coast of Australia and I was planning on backpacking the east coast by myself. Um, But then (laughs) when I was in Fiji, I met an American boat, uh, a 53 foot sailboat with um, three American boys living on board and we just hit it off and they asked if I wanted to come sailing for a week up to the Yasawas, which is like a group of islands north of Fiji. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. So I went with them for a week. And during that week, we just got along so well that they were like, hey, you know what? We're going to get to Australia eventually. Like, do you want to just move on board? <laughs> and I was like, yes, I would love to do that. So then I just packed the rest of my bags and I literally jumped ship. And then I sort of stayed on that boat on and off for four years. So. Wow. <laughs> and that, that was Delos? Yeah, correct. That was Dallas. Yeah.
0: Right. And how many people on the boat? Um there was four of us. Four of you. And so yeah. the others were guys or another girl? Um when I first met
1: them it was yeah, three three boys, so two two American brothers, Brian and Brady, and um yeah, another guy Paul, and then Brian's girlfriend Karen flew out um sporadically throughout the 8 months that we were through the sailing through the Pacific because she was studying in Melbourne. So yeah, four, Mm. sometimes five of us.
0: Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Mm. And these Mm. were guys that you kind of had (laughs) had met and it was just like, you hit it off and then it was like, yeah, why not? (laughs) Yeah, totally. So good. And I mean, obviously to, to have been on the boat for, you know, four years, you must've really gone on pretty well. Yeah.
1: It's, um, it's, sort of like you get to know someone pretty mm. quickly living in, a, in small spaces yeah. um, but we were just very much on a similar path at that point they were yeah. Um, yeah so Brian and Brady had left the states like a year or two before I met them um, with the intention to sail the boat across the Pacific over two years mm-hmm. and then because um, it was Brian's boat and then they were going to sell the boat or park the boat in Australia and go back to the states wow. um, but then it's sort of the adventure just sort of continued but yeah they were just um yeah wanting to experience sailing and life mm. and they were just very much in the same space that I was of just wanting to soak it all up and say yes to everything so it just kind of like merged and meshed really well and we just um kind of had the most incredible experience sailing
0: through the Pacific and then it kind of yeah, evolved into a bigger project. <laughs> yeah, totally. And so, did you did you just go back and forth like through the Pacific, or did you you know travel sort of more broadly over that four years?
1: Um, yeah. So we were sailing west. So I met them mm-hmm. in Fiji. And we were continuing sailing west. So we sailed through the Pacific, and then we parked the boat in um, Australia, and then we came down to Melbourne. Actually and did some we were just working in hospo and saving up enough money so that we could go sailing again and right. then and then from there we sailed up through indonesia and the philippines mm-hmm. um kind of the second season and then after that um then we went over to malaysia thailand and man islands and then we sailed down to coco's Keeling, which is like 400 miles west of Western Australia and then we sailed across the Indian Ocean over to Madagascar and wow. Madagascar is where I left so Amazing. Yeah, I sort of sailed halfway around the world with them yeah, yeah. and yeah yeah I left I left Delos about three years ago now but they mm-hmm. are still sailing um and they are in the Caribbean at the moment so
0: Oh my gosh, they're still sailing. Wow. Yeah, they're still
1: sailing. So they've nearly made it around the world.
0: (laughs) Amazing, amazing. And so during that four years, like, you know, what did you what did you learn about yourself? I mean, I can imagine, you know, spending so much time surrounded by water. (laughs) Mm. Would you know, and nature as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know being kind of far from you know at times obviously there were probably times when you were you know on the mainland and things like that and you're around people but a lot of the times it was just literally just a few of you and then surrounded by nature what were the kind of you know what kind of experiences did you have personally but also um you know experiences of kind of seeing nature and 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 different experiences Mm -hmm. on the boat
1: um yeah that's an interesting question and I think for me it kind of It splits off into – well, I think there's two elements to that question that really Mm. resonate with me because, um, yeah, one side of it being the the nature side being Mm -hmm. sort of on the fringe of society or kind of creating our own society because we're so far removed from (laughs) civilization. But there's also another part of it that um, I'd like to talk about as well, which is, yeah, the first couple of years that I was on the boat – we were sort of yeah going seasonally and working on the off season to save enough money to go sailing again but over the space of um those first couple of years we had a blog where we were writing stories about um our cultural experiences and kind of life on the high seas and the sort of the sort of thing and we were sharing that and um it sort of gained a, a global audience of people who were really interested in our story and our adventure and. Um, that eventuated into a YouTube channel. So we started filming um, our adventures and we started making like weekly videos I and mean, then that got really big on YouTube and um, into kind of the third and fourth year that I was on the boat. That was when um, it got really quite, quite big and it became a, a self, self-sustainable sort of project where it became crowdfunded. Mm. Um, pretty massive, yeah. So... I guess, um, yeah, the the two different elements of that taught me a lot of things. Being surrounded by nature definitely taught me a lot of things, but then also just the whole the project and working with people and how that is in filming on a boat and sharing your life—that's also been a really interesting journey. But um, mm. yeah, I guess just when you're when you're surrounded by—I know this is such a common question. People are like, "What what is it like just being yeah. surrounded by?" nothing but water and, um, it's, it's freeing. It's, mm. it's a complete um, I don't know. It just puts everything into perspective really about how insignificant kind of we are, but mm. also the power that we hold, um, because you're sort of forced to deal with, your emotions and your your mental state and your spiritual state everything that comes up like there's Mm -hmm. no distractions so you know there'll be times when you've been sailing for two weeks and you haven't seen land for two weeks and there's you know, only the people on the boat and you've got the sails up and you're sailing and you've just got the wind and the water and the waves. And, you know, you've read all the books that you want to read and you've eaten all the cookies that are stashed in the villages. And there's like, Mm. you know, there's nothing to do apart from Mm. sit with yourself. So that's been really quite beautiful and profound to have, I guess, had the space to do Mm -hmm. that with myself, especially during those really crucial years of growing up, you know, because I was 18 to 22 when I was when I was on the boat. So mm. um, yeah, I guess just just being forced to sit with yourself without distractions that was mm. a really massive. Lift. Um, yeah, just yeah, that
0: makes sense. No? Yeah, <laughs> no, that makes perfect sense. And I think it's just so interesting because so many of us, you know, you may finish school, you know, a lot of people go straight to university and then straight into a job and don't actually have that space like you're talking yeah. about where you know you get the opportunity to really sit with yourself and you know experience anything that is kind of like coming to the surface uh, whether it's you know emotions or you know yeah. perspectives or you know what's important to you and what's important in life you know so often we can kind of go straight into doing all of the things and then we actually don't have any time it can be difficult to find the time in totally. in, in life to actually have that and that's that's Profound to actually have that experience. Um, Yeah, totally. And I think, yeah, Yeah. it's beautiful. And I think the other interesting thing is, you know, from a yogic perspective, you know, the sacral chakra, um, you know, is the emotional center, which is also the element of water. Which I think is really interesting. What you're saying is that you know, when you were were surrounded by water, then you were feeling into some of those emotions, and it's like, wow, you know, that's pretty cool. yeah 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 yeah. so cool and um did you see like any crazy natural events while you were um out (laughs) at sea you know any crazy experiences with um sea animals (laughs) or weather Um, or
1: yeah totally kind of all ends of the spectrum really Mm. um yeah i whales dolphins Um, sharks we had like a compressor on the boat so we would we would be scuba diving most of the time when we'd come up and anchor into a little spot but um, yeah probably one of the coolest ones I can remember was when we were sailing from Indonesia to the Philippines it was about a five-day passage and it was just dead flat no wind Um, so we were just motoring along or I think we still had the sails up but we were maybe going like one knot two knots or something which is like less than the speed of walking (laughs) like we were just walking around in the ocean pretty much Um, and I remember we just saw these like three humpback whales in the distance and they were just like just swimming up towards us and so we all just got our, our masks and um, snorkels on, and we just decided to jump in and swim with these whales in the middle of the freaking ocean. It was like four thousand meters deep, and it was wow. just so so clear. I just remember the sunlight filtering in through the water, and it just was like magic. And these mm. these whales came over, and we were just swimming with them, and it was that was that was very very cool. Um, yeah, but yeah lots, sounds lots, amazing. Lots. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But in terms of like storms and stuff. Mm. So what what were you going to ask? No, 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 keep going oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that that was a that was a beautiful, magical moment, but there can also be really really scary moments, obviously, because you've got your home on the water, you're very much exposed to the mm. elements, and mother nature doesn't really. Um, take that into consideration sometimes because she just does what she does so you know scare, definitely scary nights at rolly anchorages when you're dragging anchor and the storms blowing through um, you know you can't sleep all that kind of stuff but also storms when you're out sailing um, probably the biggest one that, that I was in probably the, the only one time that I was actually scared for my life <laughs> um, mm. we were sailing for Chagos to Madagascar and um, it was about a three week passage and just on the tail end of that passage we were maybe yeah two or three days out of Madagascar and we just got hit by a really massive storm in the middle of the night and yeah, 50, 60 knot winds and just walls of water coming over the boat and we had the main in, we had the mizzen, in and a, just a tiny bit of a head sail out and we were just like flying along and I think it's always interesting when people ask, what do you do in a, in a situation like that, mm. you know, and you just, what you do is you know, again, adjust the sails and adjust course and you just ride it out. Like there's nothing really mm, yeah. to do, deal with it. So yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty wow. scary. But yeah. Pretty, pretty liberating feeling. It's pretty, pretty cool being out there exposed to everything and, yeah, learning totally. you know you learn a lot about yourself, especially you know, how you deal with people and how you how you deal with stress and how you manage mm. yourself and um yeah
0: yeah. totally totally I suppose you know from a resilience perspective as well because I think that so many of us don't take on certain challenges in life because we're scared that we're not going to be able to handle it and we forget that actually as human beings we're really resilient and we can actually handle so much but then we create these lives that are kind of very much in a comfort zone (laughs) safe lives you know because we don't believe that we're actually got that resilience within ourselves for sure yeah Yeah. and most of
1: that's kind of stems from like society i guess you know Mm. telling us or like you know the ego mind kind of fitting us into these little boxes or um you know we we live in a very fear-based society so Mm. there's no yeah there's no doubt really that people I mean, everyone falls into that category, yeah. I guess. for sure. Yeah.
0: For sure. And But I think that, you know, having those kind of um, experiences where, you know, you didn't have any choice at that moment, you know, you're, mm. you're on a boat in the middle of the ocean and there's these massive waves and, you, you know, the survival kind of kicks in and it's like, you know, we've got to get through this, we've got to survive. And so suddenly yeah. you find this inner resource of strength to kind of totally. ride out the wave. And then afterwards it's like, wow, I reflect mm. on that. It's like, wow you know so then when so then later on and you know another occasion um in daily life you know happens then you can always draw on that and kind of go well i i managed to survive that crazy storm i couldn't survive yeah (laughs) we have immense
1: capabilities and immense capacity to to deal with
0: yeah yeah. It. So so amazing, amazing. Um and so um so you got off the boats you said 3 years ago. Um and yeah. then then you had to kind of learn land legs again. <laughs> I bet that that transition from being on the water to then being on the land was it quite a strong transition for you or did you find it quite natural? Um no, it was really difficult. <laughs> mm, yeah. It was
1: really difficult. Um not just the going from sea to land but also I was going through a massive shift in my life and massive sort of rebirth essentially um Mm -hmm. yeah I I decided to leave the boat and this whole project that had gotten quite um become quite successful and it, it was at this point where it was being um crowdfunded and it was on this path of of you know great success and from the outside looking in it was a little bit like why is she leaving this ideal sort of lifestyle you know you're sailing around the world on this Mm. boat people are paying you and you're creating videos about it like kind of sounds like the ultimate dream um but I yeah I was in a relationship on the boat I was sort of invested in in this project that we were building up and um yeah I guess over the space of the last few years I was growing immensely as a as an individual and I was sort of at this pivotal point where um it just wasn't it just wasn't sitting right with me anymore and I wanted to expand and grow and evolve in my own way and Mm. in order for me to do that I had to leave the boat so yeah it was definitely challenging coming back to land I felt um um I felt quite misunderstood by a lot of people Mm -hmm. it it was it was hard for me to connect with people um in a lot of ways because we we didn't share the same experiences you know like life living on the boat is so different to living life on land and Um, yeah that it was really it was really quite difficult I um yeah it took me about a year to fully Mm. transition and come to terms with what was happening and be okay with with who I was becoming and you know going through these kind of this this rebirth essentially Um, yeah
0: yeah amazing and so what did you do so over that year did you stay in one place when you came off the boat or were you kind of on the move?
1: Um, No, I stayed in one place. So I, yeah, it was, I left the boat and I didn't have any money. Mm. I was in debt to my parents' money because they'd bought my ticket home from Madagascar, my plane ticket home. Um, I didn't have a job. I didn't know what I was going to do. It was very, very scary. Mm. But I just, I just, yeah, had this intuitive feeling that I, I needed to do this like I needed to go and do my own thing. So I just mm-hmm. followed that that gut instinct and um, Yeah, I didn't really have any other any other choices other than to, to fly back home to New Zealand and I moved back in with my parents actually mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I lived with them for about a year and yeah. I got a job um, in a retail in a retail space I was working in a little clothing store yep. so that was very strange um yeah. I did that for six months just to like save up some money so that I could that I could so that I could start my own um little venture mm. which is what I did so
0: wow yeah. okay cool yeah. so yeah I can imagine yeah. then that first yeah sort of six months to a year would have been you know very confronting in many different ways you know in terms of like yeah you know going from having had this freedom lifestyle being on the water um to to then being back on land in a sort of you know in a day-to-day job and yeah you know back back living with your parents like I can imagine you know that, that they're yeah. quite different um yeah. yeah and so so then what did you do from there then what was it that um, you then decided to create and build up. Um,
1: yeah. So while, yeah, while I was sort of in the last year, while I was on the boat, I was kind of going through this transition and this. I had this kind of idea that I wanted to create my own creative project where I was solely in control and I could navigate it how I wanted to do it. And that's where I started Tree, which is kind of the um, creative name that I fall under. And yeah, I guess I just, I came back home with, um, yeah, as I said before, no, no job, no money, no nothing. Um but I knew that I wanted to follow my creative passion and follow my creativity and create something out of um, you know the skill sets that I have and my passion for painting and creativity and um, filmmaking and writing and all these sorts of all these sorts of branches that I really enjoyed so um, yeah, during that time, i Created a. I just started with creating a website, um, and then i i was I was very blessed, I guess, in the sense that um, when I left Delos, I had a whole bunch of people who had followed that journey, mm-hmm.
0: who um,
1: had sort of, I guess, essentially seen me grow up, a, like a little bit over the space of of four years, who mm-hmm. had now followed me over into my venture of what I was what I was starting to create with Ramatree and it just created, it just opened up these new doors for me to express myself and, you know, I could, I could take it in whatever direction I wanted. So, um, you know, I just, I just started an Instagram account and started a website and just started, you know, putting the idea out there that I wanted to, to be creative. And then that sort of came back in abundance and people were asking me to, Um, Do paintings for them and um, you know sharing their stories, you know, you've inspired me so much I've literally just went out and bought my first boat and I'd really love for you to do a painting for me to hang in my boat as a reminder Oh, wow So this sort of thing. Yeah, so it was really cool. So I just started doing like a bunch of paintings. I was doing like um, Some random tattoo designs. I was creating jewelry Um, I Writing I was um, yeah blogging a lot Um, and yeah, this, it's just sort of eventuated into what I'm doing now. So yeah, I guess when I came home, I just had this, this audience of people who were still really interested in the story. And I sort of just looked at that and was like, right, how can I utilize that to, to have this, this energy exchange where, where, where I can create something from this. And so
0: Yeah, Yeah, totally. It's, it's so interesting because it sounds like over that period of time, like you were saying, you know, you're growing up, but also sounds like um, you're really sharing a lot of your sort of day to day with the audience. And um, it sounds like people feel like they really know you intimately. Yeah, you're you're kind Mm -hmm. of like a friend that they've never met, but they feel like they really know you. So you build that kind of that trust and that like. Um, yeah, I think connection? That's, that's how it
1: was on, um, on Delos because the videos mm. that we were creating were very, um, very personal. I mean, mm. it was just, it was, yeah, it was sort of, um, <laughs> sorry, I lost my train of thought.
0: No, <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> um, yeah.
1: Yeah, I guess from people watching the Delos videos, it was it was very um, personal and we shared a lot of just life on the boat and it was never mm. scripted or curated. It was just us being us and yeah. I guess, yeah, people sort of really connected with that. And so, yeah, that yeah. was just a great sort of platform for me to step off and, and do my own thing. So when I did start Ramatree, people were like, I know your story, I know mm. what you're about. I see you, I can see what you're trying to create and I want to support you. And yeah. It, yeah, that's sort of how it's grown. And I've always, I've never really steered it too much in any direction. I've always been very keen on the idea of letting it grow organically. So mm. um, yeah, it's 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 grown organically and now I've created my own YouTube channel and um, yeah, now I do my own videos and I'm just kind of walking down this path that there's is growing as, as I grow. So,
0: yeah. yeah, it's so, it's so beautiful because from what you're saying, it sounds like you've followed your intuition, you have followed your heart and you've taken every opportunity as it's been presented and then said yes to what feels right and known when things aren't feeling quite right anymore, that it's time to pivot and to change or to shift. Um, yeah, completely. and, um, you know, it and it's so interesting as well because, uh like, you know, so many people are starting to look to how they can create their own businesses and things like that. And sometimes it can be quite prescribed. Um, and what yeah. I think is really yeah. beautiful about your story is it doesn't sound like it's really been prescribed at all. You've just literally said yes to the opportunities mm. and to, yes to life, really. Um, yeah, and, then, <laughs> and then, yeah, things have come back to you in a really beautiful way. Um, yeah. oh, I love it. I love it. So, so brilliant. Yeah. yeah Yeah. and um sorry no that's okay
1: um I just had a thought before about yeah when I came home to New Zealand and I and I was living with my parents because it it sounds really funny that kind of and that kind of transition um but I think it's important to just like it was a really difficult difficult kind of time but I guess um what I wanted to say about it was I think often we 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 don't do the things that we want to do because, because um, I don't know, we're afraid to go through the change or we're afraid to go through the hurt or we're afraid to go through the the challenges. And I think that that's so important to hold space for those things to, to, to allow us to go into the next step, you know,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: yep. so that's what that kind of space was for me a lot. And I really look back on that and I value it and I appreciate it. And I, I I see that as a stepping stone of, of, on my journey and as as a part of my growth. As much as it was really difficult and challenging, and there's still parts of that that I that I deal with um, on an emotional level and um, on a mental level that that still. Yeah, it was. It's. It hasn't been an easy journey, is what I'm trying mm, to say. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. No. No. I know. I know exactly. What I well, no exactly, but not exactly because I've never been on a boat for a period of time, but I can feel into what you're saying, um, having gone through multiple transitionary periods in my life as well, where I've allowed parts of my identity to drop away. And in some ways, that was very, very painful um, to realise that I'm not the same person now as I was six months ago. And, um, and being okay with saying goodbye to that part of myself so that I can allow space in for what's new to come through. Um, but that period between can feel a little bit like a certain part of you dying away. And Mm, I think it's almost like a grieving period. Um, yeah, well, that's totally. how it felt for me anyway, it was like I had to grieve, I had to go through almost like a, a loss of something, yeah. but then I'm so glad, similar to what you're saying, is like I'm so glad that I created the space to actually yes. go through that and to sit with it and to cry it out when it needed to yeah. be cried out, um, to then to then open up to the new energy that needed to come through yeah
1: but just h- holding space for that you know yeah. holding space for that grief and that pain and that hurt and that transition and the shedding away of layers and the embracing yeah. of the new like that and that's not easy and I think mm. yeah just yeah. having a conscious choice to do that is 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 really powerful and yeah it just like you said just create space for for the new energy and the new light to come in
0: yeah for sure and w- were your parents were they kind of understanding of uh the situation you were in or was that yeah. difficult
1: no they were very understanding um mm. obviously more understanding in some ways and less understanding in other ways and yeah. there were times I felt very isolated and very alone and you know mm. this whole journey that i would spent with three or four other people on the boat that we were you know family and had gone mm. through everything together and all of a sudden I was by myself and, um, you know, I wasn't in the relationship I was in anymore. And, yeah, it was mm. it was very lonely and very isolating, but they were always, yeah, understood in the ways that they could and supported in the ways that they could. And, yeah, yeah. I'm very blessed with the parents that I have. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. And, yeah. Um, and it sounds, I mean, you know, you were so young when you – first got on the boat and then you know obviously like you were saying you know you kind of went through a period of growing up on the boat um but you you sound like you're so in touch with your own spirituality is that something that you've always felt very connected to from a young age or is it something that's kind of built up over time through the experiences that you've had
1: Mm, um It's definitely grown over the years. I I feel like it's something that I've always been connected to for sure. But I Mm. think, um, I guess coming back to one of your first questions, yeah, I think being surrounded by nature so much has definitely um, propelled me to be more connected to my spirituality because I've been able to sit with myself so much Mm. and... I guess sometimes just looking out at the ocean when you're sailing for like hours and hours on end, day after day, it's kind of a meditative state. So, Mm. um, yeah, that definitely helped me connect more to myself. I think, yeah, just I guess in contrast to that society, and especially if you're living in a big city or something like that, there's so many distractions, there's so many, um, you know, look here, buy this, consume Mm. this, do this. Like this it's kind of like you know it's very easy to to lose yourself a little bit and it's very difficult or very challenging to actually take the time to sit with yourself and be with yourself and I guess yeah I was blessed in the way that I um was able to do that so it's probably yeah it, it's definitely helped me connect to my spirituality um
0: mm.
1: on a much deeper level and I think my transition from leaving that boat and leaving that whole project and venturing off and doing my own thing that felt more aligned with my morals has Mm. definitely also helped me connect with it on a deeper level because I'm actually standing in my power and, you know, being like, this is actually what I want to do. And this is the path that I want to walk. And
0: yeah. (laughs) Mm, great and um did you find like you know during that transitionary period did you reach out for additional support were there any tools or different things that really assisted you and helped you during that time of transition
1: um yeah I guess I guess that was when I started uh, my yoga practice actually Mm. um I'd kind of done yoga on and off a little bit when I was on the boat, but when I came back was really when I started to, um, yeah, really get into my own practice. And that's definitely been something that's helped me connect with, um, my spirituality and myself mm. a lot more. Um, and yeah, also meditation is also such a great tool. Yeah. Um, what else did you do journaling
0: like or anything like that or creativity? I suppose. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Journaling. Mm. I I love writing. Um, mm. I guess yeah. Figuring out what what works for you that is a a way to release and let go and um, yeah, connect with yourself in a way where you have no distractions. Whether that be a yoga practice or writing or um, mm. meditation or reading or um, you know, whatever whatever it is, <laughs> swimming. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, hmm. totally. So good, and it's so great that you uh, have had all of these experiences at a, you know, you know, during those kind of, I suppose, periods of time when you're, you know, going from kind of seventeen to you're twenty five now. Yeah, yeah, twenty six. Yeah, yeah. So during that period of time, like you're so lucky and blessed to have had those experiences because that's going to really help you, you know, later on in life. Whereas yeah, I think absolutely. a lot of people who kind of thing come across things in life at a later stage that are difficult and challenging it can be yeah probably. quite difficult once you've I suppose established who you think you are in the world you know that that gets kind of yeah, stronger <laughs> totally so totally. um I so think that's just you know, that's just the ego I guess it, like exactly and it feminine. gets stronger over time <laughs> yeah. yeah but um, it's never
1: too late to do no it's true it is you, want to do, you know it's never never ever ever too late
0: yeah, for sure. So super inspiring. So tell me, what um, this this podcast is called? Becoming whole. So mm. in your, from your viewpoint and your perspective, what does living a whole life mean to you?
1: What does living a whole life mean to me? <laughs> um, hmm. I guess living an authentic life, living a life with integrity. Living a life where you are vibrating and operating at your highest frequency and your higher self, and yeah, I think the way to well, for me anyway, the way to connect myself with on um, and to operate on that on that level is. Um, yeah follow following my intuition following mm. what yosha wants to do from a place not of the of of the ego mind and from the rationalized conditioned ways of thinking but from a place of my intuition you know from a place that i feel guided by my by the universe and by my you know by my higher power by by my truth essentially mm. um, and to walk that path with integrity and honesty and authenticity and if i'm doing that there's yeah no one can fault me in in walking my path and i can't fault myself from walking that path and i will make mistakes for sure and there will be challenges and hurdles and suffering and joy um but Yeah, I will know within myself that I am walking my path of purpose when I am being authentic and integral and honest with myself and Mm. coming from a yeah intuition, I guess.
0: Mm. Beautiful. Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) makes makes perfect sense. I love, um, (laughs) you know, and I can I can really feel that because you are in my viewpoint seeing you and you know knowing you kind of (laughs) um Mm -hmm. i can really see that you are truly living into that and um it takes a it takes courage and it takes bravery and it's not always easy it's not the easy path but it's definitely Mm -hmm. a very fulfilling way to to live your life so totally yeah congratulations on that Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, because <laughs> it is it is brilliant, and you know I think that people like yourself really stepping into that and and living your life from that authentic place, is mm-hmm. and then sharing your story with others inspires and uplifts others to see how they can do the same. So it's totally. a beautiful thing.
1: Totally. Yeah. What's well, kind? Of, yeah. When you when you shine your light, you know, it's yeah. kind of like it gives the gift and the yeah acceptance for other people to do the same so yeah for sure
0: awesome well this has been a fantastic um chat thank you so much for your time I know you're very busy at the moment you're on your next um adventure of you've bought a van yeah and you're you're um creating your own tiny home in your van and you're going to go traveling soon where are you off to (laughs)
1: um I am off to Adelaide Next week, actually, um, some friends of mine who also live on a sailboat—they're an Australian couple who've been sailing the world for the past four years. So i have got a really massive YouTube channel. It's called Sailing the Vagabond. Um, they are, actually Elena's pregnant, and they're really close friends of mine. They're coming back to Adelaide to have the baby, and they've invited me to come stay with them. So mm. I'm in Adelaide in my van, and I'm going to go stay with them for about a month, and then. Um, I've got a couple of festivals and workshops that I'm going to in New South Wales for November. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'll be flying back home to New Zealand for Christmas to spend some time with my family. And then when I come back in January, I have an open book. I have mm. my van and an yep. books. So, oh, exciting. Yeah, it is very exciting. Um, yeah, I'm not really mm. sure. I'm not really sure what i want to do but i love i love having that open book and that 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 space and that freedom mm. that is possible yeah. and yeah i'd really love to go up into the northern territory and over to western australia and maybe go and spend some time with um some indigenous communities and mm. just create art and create videos and mm. just on this path of sharing and creativity and connection so
0: fantastic (laughs) oh I can't wait to follow your journey so exciting um so if people want to um connect with you what's the best way to connect um probably through
1: instagram and youtube so Mm -hmm. yeah my instagram handle or whatever you call it is uh ramatree r-a-m-a dot tree and my YouTube is also the same parametry
0: fantastic great and i'll put all of those um those handles into the show notes so that people can connect with you directly awesome well it sounds like um you know you've got a few things on at the moment to um finish up your van um so very exciting um i can't wait to follow your journey over the next you know six months to a year as you head off on your van and take the uh, you know opportunities and the adventures as they come your way and keep living Mm -hmm. living your dream hey <laughs> um, yeah, totally. yeah and thanks so much for coming on the show hon oh thank you so much for having me it's been wonderful awesome bye and there you have it thank you so much for listening and I do hope that you enjoyed this episode and gained some new insights If you're enjoying this podcast, please do share it with friends you think may benefit from the message. And if you'd like to rate the show and give it a review on iTunes, not only would I be so happy, but this will also help increase the show's visibility so that more people can benefit from the messages. I would love to connect with you so you can find me on Instagram. My handle is underscore Claire with an I and an E Bradshaw underscore. I so totally can't wait to connect with you soon. Have a beautiful day.